1: They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.
0: It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can
1: already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cork Today
0: on C103. And Peter Dowdell of the Irish uh, joining us on what is a lovely sunny afternoon at the moment. Good afternoon to you, Peter.
1: Good afternoon, Trish. How are you?
0: I'm um, not too bad. The weather is just changing so much. It was, you know, we've, we had frost again this morning. So you still have to be careful about frost tender plants, don't you?
1: You really do. I, I, I don't know what day it was, but uh, I I remember just, I, I don't know, a few hours out in the garden. I said, I love this weather. I love these kind of early spring days where it's lovely and still and you can nearly preempt everything bursting into growth. And then the following day, it was, God, I hate this weather. <laughs> it's raining on top of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, frost tender plants, you do need to still be careful. We're, we're certainly not out of the woods yet. I know there's there's huge headlines about the icy spells coming. That I don't know if we're going to get that down here or not. But um, we're certainly not out of the woods in terms of low temperatures yet. No.
0: Yeah, and in fairness, you did say that last week that February can often be one of those really tricky months. We think winter's behind us, and then it, it's not. It can it can be very cold.
1: Yeah. And we, we want it to be behind us and we're kind of yeah. our, our positive thinking and our, our optimism, you know, sends us out to the garden. We want things to get going quickly, but no, nature is nature. And we, we do tend to get a cold. I, I looked back actually and to check Storm Emma, you know, the beast from the East yeah. when it was, and it was from the, it actually went into March. It, it was the end of it. I can't remember the actual date. I think it was the 26th of February to the 4th of March or wow. something like that. So yeah, it, it's It's quite late normally when we get our coldest snap.
0: Okay, so yeah, because somebody is saying with the cold uh, spell, will it affect my daffodils? But they're hardy out, aren't they?
1: Yeah, things that are supposed to be up kind of now, like your spring bulbs and spring plants and that, they, they've, they've, they'll they've they all be fine with low temperatures and even minus 10s because that, that's natural for them. That's what should be happening. It, it's frost tender perennials or frost tender plants and things that, that wouldn't be used to those temperatures. That's what we need to be careful of.
0: OK, Charlie and Whelan was on, still getting uh, calls in about storm-damaged trees and uh, shrubs. He's got a variegated holly bush, storm-damaged. But he said the leaves are still growing at the top, But the damage is lower down. There's even some dead wood. He has a rope at the moment holding it up. Any advice?
1: I, I, hard to advise on that one, being honest, Patricia, without seeing it. So the fact that uh, there's leaves growing on top doesn't tell us much. Like even if it blew down in the recent storm, completely blew down in the recent storm, you know, it would be a while before all those leaves curled up and died. It could be a period of weeks or even months. So I wouldn't read too much into that yet. The fact that there's dead wood underneath, I would say is probably, well, from the sound of it is unrelated to the storm. Um, but if it, unless unless I'm wrong and it's actually physically stuff that, got pulled off it, uh, the, the, during the storm um, and he's got a rope staking it up it sounds like to me that he's doing the right thing because if it just blew over a bit and if it didn't come out of the ground fully and if he's tied it back and he's staked it tightly and put a lot of more soil in around the root zone then then it's a, he's doing the right thing there if you like whether it will survive or not only time will tell I'm afraid
0: Okay hang in there Charlie who also has two conifer trees they're about three feet in height and they're set 50 yards away from each other. One just for no unknown reason died and the other one is fine. Would you have any reason as to why one would survive and the other wouldn't?
1: Charlie doesn't say, Patricia, or does he, how recently though, they were planted, does no, he? No, just
0: that they're about, they're about yeah. three feet high.
1: Yeah, which leads yeah. me to think they're probably relatively new, relatively young plants. So there's, I would say there's one of two reasons. So if they were planted like last year or within the last two years, then it's very possible just, you know, one of them is suffering from drought damage. One didn't get enough water when it was establishing uh, and the other one did. It could be very much as simple as that. Uh, And if they're new plants, I suspect that is the case. If they're established plants and if they're there kind of five years or more, well, then it's uh, it's more likely it's some pathogen in the ground. It's some kind of fungal infection like Phytophthora or something like that. He doesn't say which conifers they are, so I can't be exact. But um, uh, so if they're new plants, I'd say it was just one didn't get enough water. If they're established, it's 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 some pathogen in the ground and really not something you can police against. I'm afraid it's just, it's again, part of nature. These things happen.
0: OK, um, Mary wants to move a rose uh, to a sunnier position. It's there about 12 years and there's a tree now starting to shade it. So she's trying to move it when is the best time to do it and how.
1: OK, well, she's she's slapping in the the right time to do it, really. Your, your window is, I would say, up until the end of this month. So sooner rather than later to move it. Um, roses have a kind of a long taproot system so they can be quite deep rooted. So first of all, for two reasons number one to protect your hands but number two to, to to counteract any root damage cut the rose bush back very hard don't be scared about cutting it back too hard it'll it'll be very forgiving it'll come back from that no problem so cut it back as hard as you want Um and then which makes it obviously much easier to work with and much easier to get in towards the root system. So uh, take as much of that taproot system out as is as possible. Uh, uh, the good news is they'll transplant relatively easily. So you will have some fibrous roots coming and laterals coming off off the big taproot system. Some of them will get damaged in the move. It's kind of unavoidable. Um, and that's why we're cutting back the growth over the ground to counteract that damage. Uh, move it into its new home. Uh, immediately in other words have the new hole ready for it or if you're putting it into a pot or a container have it ready for it so it's not out of the ground for any length of time Um when you're planting it and this is important uh, you have what's called i'm assuming that the rose is grafted most but not all of them are but most of them are and without without going too far into it if you look just above the root system at the bit over the ground you should see a kind of swollen part of the stem which is what we call the graft union so it's very very important that that graft union isn't buried that it's above the ground because if you bury it what will happen is the graft will fail and what will happen is you'll get loads and loads of suckering growth oh, yeah. and not the actual bush that you want, if you like. Yeah. So make sure that graft union is above the ground. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, take a picture of it, send it in to us. We'll have a look at it uh, and, and try and uh, advise from there. And, do you, dig uh, down, and then,
0: do you dig down very far Is the root system, you know, the fact that it's 12 years in the ground, would the root system be, be, be very deep?
1: Well, it'll still be manageably deep, if you know what I mean, even though it's 12 years in the ground. But I mean, you could expect certainly to be going down two feet with it, certainly. Um, Yeah, and then then into it and then keep it very well watered over this spring and summer. Nature will probably do it for the next couple of weeks. But uh, during the summer, it won't have repaired all the root damage that quickly. So you will have to pay attention to water it during the summer.
0: All right. And the fact that Mary is moving it because it's got shaded by a tree. She obviously is not going to plant another rose Mm -hmm. there because you can't plant a rose where Rose was originally. In the same place. In the same place. Exactly, yeah. Uh, Yeah, Okay, Uh, stay with roses. Is it too late to cut back wild roses, says a listener, and also hydrangeas is now the time.
1: No, and no, and both both of which I was doing in my own garden at the weekend. So no, you're, you're not too late for either. Cut them back up to the end of February. I would say it's perfect timing.
0: Okay, Margaret has a kind of one of those unusual questions. She says, "How come when you're passing fields and on the road, you don't see any moss in them? The grass always looks strong and healthy. Yet most of our lawns are covered in moss. Why is that?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> I suspect two things. I suspect if you go and look closely at the field, you could well see some moss underneath it. But the other, the other reason that you wouldn't see moss in farmed fields is uh, number one because the grass is very often being turned over and ploughed, uh, which would you know, soil that is being worked won't moss can't colonise it, right? So in other words, it's moss will only colonise soil that's not being you know dug over and stuff. But also when they're growing, when farmers are growing grass for 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 feed, for cattle and stuff, they would use they would apply a lot of lime. Now, lime, of course, will increase the pH to make it more alkaline, and moss won't grow in those conditions. It's what I'm always saying when people are asking about moss in the lawn. I, would, I don't recommend the use of sulfate of iron in these things, because they actually end up lowering the pH of the soil and making it more acidic which is the perfect conditions for moss to come back. It's better to go the opposite and make the soil more alkaline under your lawn because then moss won't grow. So I suspect, uh, I suspect it's either because the the, the ground is being ploughed often or they're dug over often, or they're applying lime. But I would say that's it. And it, it, an interesting question, certainly, Trish.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, lots of people are trying to move roses, including <laughs> Noel and melancholic and wants to prune them. Yes, you can prune uh, your roses, uh, Noel. Now is the right time? Isn't it? you? you what, didn't you say that? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, okay, yeah. and then somebody says hi I grew two roses from slips last year well done but I've since discovered that one of the slips is a climber is now the right time to move it bearing in mind that I only planted it last year
1: Absolutely. Even as I was just saying, even if it was an established plant now it's fine. So if the slip is in a pot, it doesn't matter anyway because there won't be any root damage. But if it's if it's growing somewhere in the ground and you want to move it now is absolutely fine. Yeah.
0: OK. And Donal in Cove is one of my favourite plants. A few sharp bush, but he said it's all over the place. It's completely overgrown when it would be the right time to tackle it and, and cut it back.
1: Everyone's getting busy in the garden at the moment, aren't they? (laughs) Yeah, 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 it's great. Um, So again, again with Fuchsia, you can, you can, the the technical term is hack, hack it back. So cut away to your heart's content. Uh, And now again, anytime really up to the end of February is fine time to do that. No, okay. it will look dead it will look terrible and it'll look dead but it will regenerate quite quickly Okay
0: we'll talk to you next Wednesday Peter have a good week
1: can I quick, Could I quickly mention one thing Trish just, just to let you know that there's a Snowdrop Garden Open Day oh. which I know will appeal to many because everybody loves snowdrops it's for the CUH Chan- charity uh, it's the 18th of February and it's in Bright Park Cottage in Columny anyone who's familiar with DJ and them down in Bandon Garden Centre in Jared, uh, they'll have all the information um, so Bandon Garden Centre will be the people to get onto but it's the 18th it of February, February a snowdrop garden And remind us it. of
0: that again close to the time Thank you for that Peter Have Thanks, a great week please. That's the IrishGardener.com.